college, you know, when I was, you know, doing the whole five year, 10 year plan and what I want to be when I really grow up kind of thing. If you asked me, you know, what path I thought my life was going to take, I never, ever, ever would have imagined the twists and turns that I've lived through. Yeah. I, I can relate for yes. sure. Yes. And look you at can. you. Look at you. You are killing it. Writing books. Us. We for, are. Thank you. Right? <laughs> thank you. Um, you know, if there was a, when you were, you know, going through your, your health situation and with the having the air tank and whatnot and being in that mental state of mind, if you could tell that version of yourself now one thing, what would it be? Mm. Wow, guys, I thought I lost this episode forever. Now we got our Tisha Boldy on. I recorded this episode over a year ago. And, you know, I was moving files around and my laptop crashed and I lost so many episodes. But I was digging around and I found this one. So I decided to bring it to the show. So... Hope you guys enjoy it. We, you know, we can call this like a secret vault because it was lost. I thought it was lost forever. And, you know, Artesia, she talks about her trials and tribulations. She talks about going to the hospital. She talks about getting to the next level of self development and what it takes to be an aspiring author. So I hope you guys enjoy. Please go over to Apple Podcast, subscribe, and leave us a rating or review and let us know what you think. If you gain anything from this podcast, I would love to hear about it. And please share this link with a friend. Just go over to the share button and share this on your social media, share it in a text message, where whatever is convenient, or just tell someone about this. So... I hope you guys enjoy and real quick if you guys don't know what East Coast Tags is and if you're looking for your business to get some new you know shirts or hats or custom keys and tags then East Coast Tags got you they can make whatever you want stickers custom keys and tags hoodies hats whatever for your business so use the promo code NOIP at checkout and get yourself a discount while supporting great causes. So I love you guys. Please let me know what you think over on Apple and stay tuned for this amazing conversation. Welcome to None of Your Business Podcast, a podcast where we talk about anything but your business and ask questions that's no one's business. I'm your host, Robert Lude. Thank you for joining me today. Now let the show begin.
Three. All right. We're on. So welcome. Who are you? What do you do? Well, those are loaded questions, right? (laughs) My name is Artisha Bolding, and I'm an author. I'm a fellow podcaster. I host a little show by the name of Bold Journeys. And on on my show, I particularly discuss um, politics, pop culture, entertainment, all those kind of things. But I take a unique look at it and I discuss people's motivations. But of all the hats that I wear, I identify most as a writer. I published two books this year, and I'm all about self-development, motivation, inspiration. That's my deal. Right on. And so you said that you're a writer. What kind of what are the names of your books? So the first book that I released um, this year it was called Journal for Your Journey. And it's actually a book full of daily affirmations. This take I did, I'm going to do another volume, but this take I did for one month. So it's 31 days. And I've had folks who have just given me great feedback. I've had folks who use it as a goal tracker in weight loss and things that they're trying to do in their career and even their relationships. But Journal for Your Journey for me came out of a near tragic medical mishap and it's faith-based and my faith is the only reason that I'm even able to sit here and talk to you today. Yeah, that um, medical mishap, can you tell me more about that? What happened there? Absolutely. So in, it actually started about two years ago now. I can't believe it's been that long, but it was the fall of 2017, literally out of nowhere. I began to get very tired and just not feeling well, but I was working crazy hours on my job. I had, you know, that third shift, it was 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And a lot of things were going on. So I was attributing my fatigue and everything to that. But I knew something was wrong when I was having um, breathing problems. Um, I'm talking about from the my car door to the door of my house, which I literally only have two steps on my front porch, I would be completely winded as if I'd run a marathon. So I knew something, yeah, I knew something was wrong. So fast forward a little bit, um, November, I was hospitalized. I was back in the hospital, January, March, right. And May was the culmination. Now keep in mind at the time, I'm only 38 years old. No medical history, nothing, right? So this is like completely bananas. And what I found out that was going on, doctors still don't know the root cause, but I was experiencing simultaneous uh, cardiac failure and respiratory failure. Really? Yes. And it was, when I tell you, Robert, it was so insane. Like, I'm really thankful my family, especially my husband, rallied around me you know, to try to make sure, you know, doctors were doing their best and everything, but it was just really crazy. But, um, and, you know, I, I literally in March before the final hospital stay, I actually left with an oxygen tank. I had to have 24 hour oxygen support, like dragging that thing behind me. It was, it was terrible. It was terrible, but literally after getting, you know, released from the ICU, downgraded to a regular hospital room, this was May of 2018, 
I began to write. I immediately began journaling. I began having different types of discussions with my family and even with my caregivers at the hospital. And I knew that it was a literal shock to my system, but a shock to my spirit as well. And so my path just changed forever, changed forever. And so Journal for Your Journey was birthed out of that, just having a positive outlook every day, centering yourself and not so much chasing dollars and neglecting the soul work, as I call it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So going for your purpose and not the dollar sign. Yes. And then um, the second book I actually um, just released a little over a month ago, it's called Induction to Power. So the first book is faith-based. The second one is um, strictly self-development and professional development. It's mindset-based. And it's really going to be most helpful for folks who are looking to, um, people that I talk to all the time, like career changers, people who want to be even aspiring authors or entrepreneurs, just the mindset that it takes to go to that next level of self-development. And how did you get to the next level of self-development? Oh, well, um, I mean, it has really been a rough world, I will say that. So let me give you just a little bit more history as far as with, you know, I out of college, you know, jumped right into corporate America. I have um, a very storied, if you will, background, but in, you know, working in corporate America, very early on, I knew that I was just not going to spend the rest of my life working for someone else because I saw how my bosses were relying so heavily on my organizational and operational vision, yet they wouldn't give me the autonomy nor the pay that I desired. So, you know, that that kind of went on for, a, you know, quite a few years, actually. But when I experienced this major health crisis, I had time to really be still. I had time to really sit with my thoughts and to think about what I wanted my life to be moving forward instead of just kind of the monotony of it and the get up and go and, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of it, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that is my goal in the people that I help clients, even, you know, family and friends. I encourage folks to take the time and be honest about what you really want out of life and what you really want your mark to be in the world, because we all will make a mark, but we have to decide what it's going to be. Correct. Correct. And how do you think somebody gets to that process of knowing what they want? I think first just deciding or not deciding first asking themselves are they happy with where they are and if they feel like the path is leading to where they ultimately want to be are they doing things that will make their children their family the folks at their church and in their neighborhood proud and are they proud of themselves are they really happy with what they see not just in the mirror but with what they're doing on a daily basis. In other words, what kind of legacy they're going to leave. And so if the answer to that question is they're not quite on track, 
not quite centered in doing what it is that they love and want to do, then I encourage folks to take the time, even if it's on, you know, a, it might be on the back of a piece of mail, you know, but just start jotting it down, making notes, and then get more formal with it. Start journaling and, you know, whether it's in a device or on a laptop or what have you, but really writing down what is it that they love? What are they passionate about? What makes them angry and that they feel like they want to go after and make some changes in? And then make a plan to do that. You know, we may not all be Oprah. We may not all be, you know, Bill Gates, but we can help our neighbors. We can help someone at our local Boys and Girls Club. We can help, you know, cousins and other folks like that. We can impact this world for the better. And sometimes we just have to start small and be willing to take the time to do it. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. So if somebody like wanted to like journal in their tablet or pen and paper, mm-hmm. when would you think is the best time of day to do that? Now, for me personally, I, I may be a little biased here, but for me, early in the morning is the best. I've noticed the older I've gotten and the more that I am, you know, making my entrepreneurial pursuit, the earlier I'm getting up right now, like 4 a.m., that's my sweet spot. So oh, yeah. sometimes I, you know, I tuck away in the home office. Believe it or not, I hope this isn't too crazy for the audience, but sometimes I just, I have a journal. I'm right there in the bathroom. I may be sitting on the side of the tub and just making notes because your mind is fresh. A lot of times the surroundings are quieter and you can really take the time to think. Be alone and really think about the path that you want your life to take. What is it that you want? And, you know, you may not be able to write a five or 10 year plan, you know, in a day or even a course of few days. But, you know, think about what do you want to get accomplished by the end of the week, the end of the month, the end of the quarter. And just taking those small steps and being able to focus on a few things as opposed to tons of things. I found that very helpful. Yeah, most definitely. But why do you think? writing down your goals and journaling like how do you think that process works why does it work I, i'm so glad that you asked me so i am a firm believer in speaking the vision and seeing the vision because you yourself have to see it and hear it for yourself so our words literally determine our atmosphere we are the architect of our lives like mm-hmm. If we don't like our lives, it's up to us to change it. No one can do it for us. So when we put it down on paper or in the device, when we can see it, then we're taking it in ourselves. It becomes a part of us. And then that's when change happens from the inside out. So that, and it's so funny that you asked me, Robert, because in Journal for Your Journey, right after the um, kind of prelude, I have um, a page dedicated to uh, what I call creative voice. So I believe that we, mankind, this is my belief now, but we were spoken into existence, but I believe there's a God, our creator, and he created us. I believe that we have creative power 
in us as humans, every single one of us. I believe we have a unique calling and we have that creative voice. So when we speak those things out loud, that gives us the power and the ability to see them and have them. So we have to tell ourselves that we're going to crush our goals today. We have to tell ourselves that we are going to be focused today. We have to tell ourselves that we are going to be our best selves for our family and our community. When we say those things and then when we write them down, we see them. So we take it in and the cycle happens and it goes in the world and the universe just conspires with us to make it happen. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I stand on that. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I, I strongly believe um, if you vividly envision your goals, they'll happen. But you have to take action. You can decide to do something, but if you don't follow through with action, then all you're doing is thinking. That's exactly right. That's so, exactly right. Yeah. Um, I'm not the best at making lists, <laughs> but I try. Mm -hmm. uh, I started doing the list, a list of stuff that I don't want to do. Okay, good start. And because uh, the things that I do want to do, I realized that like I'm never going to forget those. Yes. Like yes. the the That's painful the stuff that I don't want to do that I'm just going to procrastinate on. Those are on my list first. Yes. And then throughout the week, they get easier and easier. And yes. It's like, and like some days when I wake up. You know, I like to pray. I like to meditate. Um, I like to journal. And 98% of the time when I do those things, my day goes well. I know it. I know it. Mm -hmm. But on Monday, there's that 2% that those days I did everything right and everything went wrong. And I was just like, it puts me in that struggle. Like, why do I do this? I'm just going to wake out of bed. I'm not going to make my bed. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And then like my whole attitude an outlook on life just goes to down the drain and I don't want to be that way, you know? Yes. Yeah. Life is way too short. Yes. And like to be that way. And like everyone's a child of God, whatever you call your higher power is, whatever pronoun yes. you use, that, that's okay. But yeah. like we should I should all be treated as, you know, we're all yes. equal. It doesn't matter. And we all go through struggles. It doesn't matter what our yes. background is. But and like we can overcome them and achieve anything. Like that's right. You know, 2017, I got into an abusive relationship. Uh, I never thought in my world, my life, I would be in an abusive relationship with a female. Yeah. Ever. She was verbally abusive, physically abusive, spiritually abusive. We ended up homeless in Vegas in 2018. Um, wow. I tried to kill both of ourselves in a coming down off methamphetamine uh, incident. And now, like, because, like, going through that, painful process it's like okay what it like now i can share my experience and maybe benefit others yes. so i appreciate you sharing those things with me uh your struggles you know it's for a lot of people it's hard to be vulnerable it's hard to open up it's hard to tell the truth but i think you're like you have to tell your truth one to heal and once you heal yes. you can help yes once you help you're inspired you can inspire everyone has an inspiring story yes so you know I, I really appreciate the things that you said that, that's amazing um you know you're an author you're an entrepreneur you're a wife what do you what else do you do what's what's your free time look like oh my goodness free time what is that <laughs> <laughs> fair enough <laughs> but um 
when I have um, some free time, it, of course, it's, it's normally on um, the weekends. That's when, um, you know, things that die, that, excuse me, die down a bit. And I do make it um, my business to um, attend weekly uh, worship service because that literally feeds me. And in the particular services that um, I attend, there is wonderful music. There's um, a portion of the program where folks can literally share, just like you and I, they can share their struggles and request, you know, prayers and support for that. And mm-hmm. they can also share their triumphs and, you know, things that they have just kind of crushed for the week or done really great. And that to me is, um, it, it really literally is food for my soul and it helps enrich me and encourage me for the week. So that's a huge part of my quote unquote downtime or free time, if you want to call it that. And then like, you know, like average uh, wives, I would say I enjoy the occasional shopping trip or, you know, uh, time at the movies and things like that when I can um, take some time and wind down. Yeah. So when you go on a shopping trip, like what's your favorite stores? Oh, man, I shouldn't even say this, but Macy's. Oh, my goodness. Like, I almost got my card revoked by my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, do you ever really need another excuse for a new dress? I mean, Macy's is my favorite store, hands down, hands down. (laughs) Right on. Right on. We, in Helena, we, like, don't have shopping at all. Like, it's... We have like TJ Maxx, a Ross. Oh, I guess we do have a Macy's, but it's not like any other Macy's. It's like probably the Macy's that like the other Macy's don't want their clothes. Don't they send them here. So, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. But guess what? Like, I need to tell my sister that if she ever wanted to move, you know, to Montana, you said the magic words Ross and, and TJ Maxx. Those are her favorite stores ever. Well, that's all we got. So come on up. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, about thirty degrees outside right now. Oh my gosh! I didn't even have a jacket on today. <sighs> wow! And that's like the like it's November, so next month it's gonna get like ten degrees, and then January, February is gonna be like negative fifteen, twenty. Oh my gosh! I don't envy that at all. So do you have like one of those big puffy jackets with the fur and stuff? No, uh, I wear a Carhartt, which is basically just uh, like leather um, wrapped around and buffalo skin, if you want to say. Okay, so, but a heavy one, though, yeah. Yeah, it's heavy, but like if it gets like above zero, like everyone's wearing shorts. I know, right? <laughs> so, like sometime, right? yeah, like there could be a foot of snow, but it's not below zero, so everyone's wearing flip flops and it's crazy and like because of the weather i don't want to be in montana but i'm in montana yeah every time i leave the state it sucks me back in so yes yes but you have such a cool story and i so appreciate you having me and what you're doing because those defining moments woof we have to share them because like you said we can help someone else and like if we can help someone avoid a pitfall why not and i i so love even the name of your show 
because like, what is my business? What is your business? We need to share these things so that the world can be a better place. Like, come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, when I first started my podcast and I would like tell my friends, they're like, well, what's your show called? I'm like, well, none of your business. And they're like, whoa, man, I just, I just want to listen to it. Like, I'm like, no, it's actually called none of your business. Like, mm -hmm. like who's on first, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's been a good experience. And like, I love connecting people like yourself on here and you know, it's, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. So what, uh, when you were, you know, younger and you're, did you ever think that you'd be an entrepreneur? You know what? I, I did. And I didn't like, I envisioned myself as being this like kick butt lawyer. I like growing up. I wanted to be Claire Hustle. I, that was the dream. That's oh, yeah. what I wanted. Yeah. And so I thought, you know, that was going to be it. But I did think that I was going to have my own practice. So even though, you know, it was more traditional, I, you know, I still saw myself owning my own shop and doing things that way. But, you know, life took a different turn. And um, I worked for a lawyer for a little under two years. And I said, this is not what I want to do. This is not what I want to do at all, at least not in this aspect. So I, um, in my, I would say younger, yes, but between, you know, twenties and even probably early thirties, that just became really dim because, you know, I liked the idea of having that regular check and those benefits come in. So there was a little fear there that, um, that I had to push past and again nothing like a defining moment or a health scare to you know kick fear out of the way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but now look at you look at me now damn that's amazing that's amazing um do you have i know we kind of talked about your morning routine but do you have a morning routine that you do i do so, and again, most of the time it starts at four every now and then when I have a lazy time, I might go to like five, five thirty. but usually uh, when I get up, I start, you know, turning the devices off. So I don't want to, you know, be checking emails and it's so easy to get sucked into social media, especially because, you know, I post a lot of inspirational things and I want to see, oh, you know, who liked it. But when I first wake up, I do a, um, a meditation. I actually um, have an, an app on my phone and there's daily meditations that come and it makes you center your breathing and your thoughts and things like that. And then I, so I have my meditation time. Um, I have, um, you know, scriptures that I read and I pray. And then I Usually the next thing that I do is to, you know, take the puppies out. I have two little fur babies, as I call them, two little chihuahuas. Oh, so, cute. yeah, and they're always waiting for mom to just, you know, get up and play with them. So I take them out and um, have my morning coffee. And then I usually I usually jump right into the day that I immediately. So it'll no later than um on an early day, no later than 5.36 a.m., 
I'm, you know, checking emails, following up with folks, looking to make connections with folks like yourself and things like that. But um, just like you said earlier, when I start with, you know, my meditation and prayers, that really directs, um, directs my day. And of course, I'm saying emails. Um, with the checking of the emails, I'm usually doing it simultaneously. I have to be honest. I'm not as disciplined in the, you know, kind of jumping into email and, um, you know, social media before I'm actually making my checklist for the day. So those two happen around the same time. And so I can cross those things off. And what I do also, Robert, um, I try to practice time blocking. So I will have blocks of time where I won't let myself get on social media. I try to do that maybe around midday. So at least between 12 and two, I try to lob off at least half hour where I won't allow myself on. And then um, I also put time deadlines for myself where I need to have certain things done on the list. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's been helpful for me. Mm-hmm. I am trying to take all social media and email off of my, off of my phone. Yeah. Trying. I, I got Instagram. I only got Instagram on my phone. My email, I kind of need my email for my work, but right. not like slowly trying to get there. I'm trying to get to the point where I don't need to. And just taking Facebook and Facebook Messenger and Twitter and Snapchat off my phone, mentally, it has done so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I try. You get sucked in. Yeah. I mm-hmm. will literally just start at my desk and scroll. And then pretty soon it's five o'clock. I'm like, oh, it's time to go home. And I haven't done anything. <laughs> haven't no. done anything. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, man, it's crazy. Well, like if I'm in the gym and I'm like, I'm changing my music. I'm like, oh, a notification. I'm going to look, do this. And then three hours have gone by. And oh, well, I haven't worked out, but I don't have time anymore. So. All right. <laughs> yep. I'm glad it's not just me. I'm glad it's not just me. So, yeah, you have to kind of discipline yourself. So I sometimes I I haven't taken which that's a good idea. I may try that. I haven't taken this stuff off my phone, but um there are times in the day where I literally like hide my phone. Like I'll put it up and I won't deal with it. It you know, unless I know I'm kind of like expecting a call or something. But if I'm working on a particular task, like I'll put the phone away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you have more discipline than me. Like I tried to do that. And then that's uh-huh. why I had to like start taking it off my phone because I just would go find my phone <laughs> and, uh, you know, like I'll work, but sometimes I'll just want to procrastinate on stuff I don't want to do and scrolling through Instagram or whatever else. It takes up plenty of time doing the stuff that I, instead of the stuff I should be doing. Instead of the stuff you should, I know. But you know what I did? In the time blocking, which is helpful, I I plug that in. I plug in a little goof-off time. I plug in, you know, an extra cup of coffee. Uh, you know, I'm going to watch something, because I work from home a lot. Watch something on Netflix for 30, 45 minutes. Or, you know, just kind of scroll around and see what the crazies are talking about on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. I'm glad that you mentioned Netflix because I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite Netflix series that you're binging or watching right now? Oh, man. And I almost don't want to say because I I, I know I'm far behind and people are going to be like, oh, man, she's slow on the take. But what I'm pretty obsessed with right now is the show Rain. Are you familiar? No, I haven't. 
no, no. So this is, first of all, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Oh, my goodness. And the um, sequel is coming out uh, sometime soon. But we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> but Rain is, um, you know, almost in the vein of uh, Game of Thrones. So it follows a family of royals with all of their treachery and how, you know, villagers and other nobles target um, the king and queen. And it's is really twisty good. It's just kind of like you kind of love to hate them and they can't catch a break, you know, whether it's a random baby that isn't claimed or, you know, sexcapades. It's just it's full of good stuff. <laughs> Ooh, I will have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Man, right on. <laughs> right on. I've been watching uh this it's called Atypical. Mm-hmm. It's about a kid with autism. I and, saw that come up in the trailer. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's uh very it's really interesting and like for me, I think it's super, super interesting and um just seeing the struggle and how he's overcoming it, it it's pretty cool. So and it's okay. funny and sad and it's it's a good one i didn't like i'm like i don't know what to watch on netflix i'm like i'm gonna try this yes see and i like it's something that i like i've been binging on and i shouldn't be binging on it so (laughs) (laughs) super good um you know if there was like a pivotal point in your career when was that huh i would say two times so we spent a good bit of time talking about this most recent one with um the health challenges so well let me just give a little more context around that and then i'll talk about the prior one to that so um believe it or not you know even in my bio i call myself a lipstick chick i'm obsessed with like you know lipstick and gloss and everything i'm a pretty girly girl but um, my last traditional job believe it or not was on a nuclear power plant construction site. Really? So, I mean, I'm talking, yeah, reflect the vest, steel toe boots, the whole deal, hard hat, everything. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So, so, That's interesting. Um, I worked in the warehouse on site. So they um, are literally building the power plant. So cement, pipe pieces, like all kind of down to pins and paper clips. Folks had to come see me and my colleagues to get all of their supplies, um, small and large. Really? And How long did you do that for? I did that for almost two years. I did that wow. for almost two years. And the, again, the crazy night shift. So crazy, the things that we do for money. Like, there's no way. Anyway, <laughs> so crazy shift. You know, we started out 12 hours a day, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Crazy. Then they cut it back to 10 hours. And... What was really um, pivotal and really kind of defining for me was um, I worked all the time. So we're talking 50, 60 hours per week. Right. And when I wasn't at work, I literally didn't want to do anything but sleep. Mm-hmm. Like I would fall asleep eating a sandwich. I would like going to the movies is still, you know, one of my favorite things to do when I'm not busy. I will fall asleep in the movies Mm -hmm. and to me that is just like heresy like you don't fall asleep in the movie that you pay for like come on right so i knew you know i just knew that something was wrong and it just kind of was not fulfilling at all so i knew something had to give but so that's recent history 
more ancient history, um, when I was in D.C., so I was born here in Georgia where I live now, and um, mom's work took her to D.C. when I was in um, elementary going into middle school. And so I stayed there all, you know, past college, grad school and everything. And when I was in D.C., the last job that I had in the city, I was working with a group for charter schools. And it was a nonprofit. And I felt like I was working towards a cause that I believed in, you know, public education and different alternatives for um, inner city kids and things like that. But I still was missing something inside. And so I did something very drastic. I knew one person in Los Angeles, California, very good friend of mine, like one of my best friends to this day. I knew one person, no job prospects, no family, no nothing. I up and I moved to LA. I was like, I'm oh, sick really? of DC. I'm sick of all of y'all. Yes. And I just, I just left. So that really? was, that was a pretty big moment for me in my career as well. And then a little bit of, um, pride, hubris, ego, all of that, that you want to call it. I just thought I can do this. I'm smart. I'm pretty, I'm educated. I don't have no problem finding a job, you know? Well, little did I know that like most big cities, LA is definitely based on who, you know, not just what you know. And I was out of work for almost six months. Mm Mm-hmm. I nearly depleted all of my savings thinking that, oh, of course someone's going to hire me. And they were like, who are you, (laughs) ma'am? Right. So, yeah, that was the only person that I know that has done something very similar like that in L.A. Yes, yes, yes. So that um, those were two two big moments uh, for me career wise. And, um, you know, hindsight. I would have done some things differently, but still thankful for the experience and the people that I've met along the way. That's amazing. It's mm-hmm. amazing. So if you were in LA, like when did you go back to Georgia? So that's also a fun part of my story. So um, I went to LA in January of 2008 and just, you know, wanted to do something totally different. I was there all the way until summer of 2010, is that right? Yes, summer of 2010. Um, I had recently gotten engaged and then, you know, life has to balance us out. When we have something good, it's always something kind of crazy cropping up in the background, right? So um, I met my husband, well, you know, boyfriend, fiance at the time. Mm Uh, he proposed and um, my grandmother's health took a turn for the worst. Oh, no. So, yeah. So, and, you know, just kind of thinking about the future, I wanted to be closer to her. And I knew in my heart that I didn't want to try to raise a family in LA. So mm-hmm. I headed back east, east and south. Mm-hmm. And I've been here since. Right on. Mm-hmm. Right on. That's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's kind of how full circle life works out. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like if you in college, you know, when I was, you know, doing the whole five year, 10 year plan and what I want to be when I really grow up kind of thing. If you ask me 
you know, what path I thought my life was going to take. I never, ever, ever would have imagined the twists and turns that I've lived through. Yeah. I, I can relate for yes. sure. Yes, look you at you. Look at you. You are killing it. Writing books. Us. We for, are. Thank you. Right. <laughs> thank you. Um, you know, if there was a, when you were, you know, going through your, your health, situation and with the having the air tank and whatnot and being in that mental state of mind if you could tell that version of yourself now one thing what would it be oh one thing would be don't let the dark days overtake you don't sink into depression i'm in general, a very sunny person. I love to crack jokes and everything. But during that health crisis, I definitely sunk into a depression. Mm -hmm. And it was really, really rough. But like I said, I'm just so thankful for my family to help kind of pull me out of that dark hole. And, you know, getting back to the meditations and really just knowing okay, I do have something to offer the world. There is a reason that I'm still here. That, that is what pulled me out of. So I would definitely tell myself, don't let the dark days overtake you and overwhelm you. That's amazing. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Right on. Right on. So if you could do, like, if you could plan out your day, perfectly just the way you want it you weren't an author you weren't you didn't have to make money just, money was not a thing that was not real you mm -hmm. could wake up and do whatever you wanted mm -hmm. what would be your perfect day oh man this is i love this question <laughs> so i would wake up no alarms no barking no you know no loud noises, but just serene and calm, waking up to the sun just beaming on my face from a beautiful, you know, picturesque window overlooking a beachfront view. And then I would, you know, get up and, you know, freshen up and everything and to have local people bring me the freshest fruit mm. and the sweetest sweets <laughs> that, mm. would, that would that's how the day will absolutely start and of course mm. coffee you can't, can't can't leave the coffee out right and following that i would take a walk alongside the beach and then i would have someone who would pick me up and they would take me to a spa sort of setup um so i could get um a full body massage i could get the facial mani pedi that whole deal and then transition into some sort of other decadent meal that, that would be just my dream day <laughs> love it yes so what's stopping you from making that happen Wow, look at you. You know what? I can honestly say a year ago, 
I couldn't say this, but now I can say, I don't think that's that far off. I don't think that's that far off. I could see me easily within the next 90 to 180 days making that day happen, just having a beautiful getaway, whether it's a girl's trip or a couple's trip, myself and my husband. I could see us making that happen. I could. Right on. Love it. That's amazing. Yes. Keep doing it. It will happen. Yes. Keep yes. Going. Do you have any favorite authors? Oh my goodness. I just was talking about this um the other day. So I was I'm doing this thing. I'm counting down to my birthday, which is actually uh coming up very soon. So um I'm just talking about things that I'm grateful for and um I have a journal that I use for that. Journals kind of rule today. <laughs> but that was one of the questions and one of my not my number one favorite but um top five easy believe it or not stephen king Mm. i love stephen king just how he pulls that emotion out of you and how he paints the picture whether it's you know the horror slash slash thriller or um that deep psychological piece I, I really enjoy Stephen King. Mm. How did you, were you like in school, picked up his book? How did you come across yes. him? Okay. That's exactly right. Just picked it out of the um, library um, when I was in high school. Um, the, I think the first thing of his that I read was Misery. And it so far outpaced the movie. So um, I, I've been a fan ever since ever since picking up that copy of Misery. Love it. Love mm-hmm. it. So do you have like any advice to somebody who wants to be an inspiring, like who's an inspiring author? Oh, absolutely. My first advice, um, two pieces of advice is no one wakes up and their writing is just great. No one, no one, no one, no one. So don't worry about if you suck at first, don't worry about, if it's not all coming together um, as quickly or as smoothly as you want. And um, number two, a very close number two, is just write. If you want to be a writer or an author, write. It doesn't even have to necessarily be on um, the topic that you want your first book or your first piece to be. But if you, and you can look them up on um, Google and there are different um, email services that have writing prompts, just write about things. You can write about your day. You can write about your family. You know, you may want to write about your kids or your pets, but writing, actually getting into the habit of writing and having some structured time to actually get thoughts um, on paper or in the device, that practice trains your mind and it sparks other thoughts which will drive your creativity and that'll help you in your writing and it'll help your writing improve. Mm, I like that. Those are Mm -hmm. some pretty good tips. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So I got a couple last questions for you. Yeah. One, where can people find you online? People can find me. Number one place is my website, which is tboldmedia.com. That's the letter T then boldmedia.com. And um, on there's all of my socials. All of my socials are public because why not? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash Artisha Bolding, as well as um, Instagram um, at Artisha Bolding. All right. Right on. Yes. That's amazing. Be sure to follow her on Instagram and Facebook, guys. And one last question. What is your message to the world? My message to the world is to not be so caught up in comparing ourselves with others and judging ourselves by what the next person is doing, but stand on your own two feet. Know that you have something to offer the world. Be your authentic self. Tell your authentic story because that is what the world needs to hear and that is what we're looking to connect with. Mm, Love it. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for your time. This has been an amazing experience. I definitely appreciate your time and the work that you're doing and the message that you shared with me. Um, yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I, Hey, you're welcome. You know, I want to recognize and acknowledge what you're doing and the people that you're helping is, is pretty incredible. And you going out and being vulnerable, especially to a stranger in Montana, yeah so i I just i appreciate that it's you know for a lot of people it's not very easy to do and i just i want to say thank you for that and it's very much appreciated thank you thank you so much robert yeah thank you well we will let's stay in touch and i'll talk to you soon all right all right guys i hope that you enjoyed this old recording with the one and only artesia bolding If you haven't already, go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. And make sure you subscribe and share this with a friend. Just hit that share button and you can send this link to somebody who might be going through a struggle. We are all going through struggles right now, especially during this pandemic. So be their hero. And until next time, guys, keep inspiring others before you expire. I love you.